WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light and Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. On the eve of the anniversary of the Oxford High School shootings, the Michigan Supreme Court has stepped in and ordered a delay in the start of the criminal trials of the parents, James and Jennifer Crumbly. The state's high court has ordered the Court of Appeals to re-examine if charges against the Crumblies are even appropriate. Given the precedent, a setting aspect of the case, defense attorney Wade Fink says pros- prosecutors likely expected a challenge would be forthcoming. The prosecutor's office knew that this was going to be an issue at some point. Perhaps not before trial, but the prosecutor's office thought about this long before they charged the case. I'm certain of it, and they want to see it through. It's really a a big deal that the court stepped in before trial on the eve of the anniversary of this uh, massacre. Both James and Jennifer Crumbly face involuntary manslaughter charges in the case. It's for allegedly leaving the gun their son used open and accessible to him and then not letting Oxford school officials know about it during a disciplinary meeting at the school on the morning of the shootings. Their son killed four people in the shootings one year ago. Congressman Bill Heisinger is ready to get to work representing Southwest Michigan in Washington once the new term of Congress starts in January. He was just elected to represent the 4th District, which covers northern Berrien County and points north up to Holland, plus east to Kalamazoo and Battle Creek. Heisinger tells us his old 2nd District was turned upside down in redistricting, but Some things haven't changed with the new fourth. It's a very diverse, different district on one hand, yet at the same time, there's a lot of similarities. It's still a manufacturing district. It's still a district that is very dependent on ag and ag processing, for example. And as we all know, anyone who lives along the lakeshore, we are an economy that is dependent on the recreational dollar. Heisinger says he's familiar with Great Lakes issues as a Republican co-chair of the Great Lakes Task Force. He's worked on matters like PFAS and coastal erosion. Another issue he's worked on is the federal debt. I've helped create a bipartisan group that we informally call the 30 by 30 group. It's uh, originally it started out as 30 Republicans and 30 Democrats getting together, trying to figure out what we're going to do and how we're going to handle this massive, massive debt. Heisinger says he's been traveling around the new 4th District, getting acquainted with all those he'll be representing. A new concern for him is the grape industry, and the manufacturing aspect of the district has grown with Pfizer, Kellogg, and Whirlpool now all in the district. He says he'll be visible and open to any concerns residents have when the new Congress opens January 3rd. The Bears are once again in the air. South Bend International Airport Director Mike Daigle tells us the 2022 Bears in the Air campaign launched today with the first donations of funds and teddy bears received at the airport Each December, Daigle says the airport collects teddy bears to be given to kids in Indiana and Southwest Michigan hospitals. The South Bend International Airport team donates their time to help put this event together, and so they get to go on the bear deliveries. And we always try to find one child to get a bear from one of our team members, and it's always awesome to see the results, sometimes even from the parents who are in the room when their child gets something that they weren't expecting, and the feeling that somebody cares about their child. Daigle says the generosity of the community always strikes. It is very awesome to see where people care about others in their community and their generosity and help others who they don't even know. Bears in the Air has donated more than 15,000 bears to kids in need of comfort since launching 11 years ago. The campaign also collects money for the Robert L. Miller Senior Veterans Center in South Bend. 
Daigle says the campaign has donated more than $76,000 to the center thus far, contributing to work on the HVAC system and kitchen. Anyone can donate money or teddy bears between now and December 16th. We have a link to contribute to Bears in the Air at our website. The Berrien County Sheriff's Department is conducting an enhanced enforcement period in search of drivers who are going too fast. The department says since the pandemic began more than two years ago, police agencies across Michigan have reported an alarming rise in speeding and fatal crashes. As a result, the Sheriff's Department and dozens of other law enforcement agencies around Michigan will conduct overtime speed enforcement starting December 1st through February 28th. Sheriff Paul Bailey says the department sees people speeding every day and it's urging everyone to obey the speed limit. Those who choose not to will be ticketed. In Michigan, the number of traffic crashes rose from 245,000 in 2020 to 282,000 last year, an increase of 15%. Of those, 24,000 were speed-related crashes, which is a 10% increase from the previous year. According to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, local roads are more dangerous than highways for speeders, with 87% of all speed-related traffic fatalities in 2020 on non-interstate roads. Everyone's advised to slow down, whether or not on a non-interstate road, before the police notice. The annual meeting of the Two Rivers Coalition will be next week. The Two Rivers Coalition works to protect the health of the Paw Paw and Black River watersheds. President Sam Eubank tells us the waterways have unique features and are home to a wide variety of wildlife. The annual meeting next Wednesday will review the coalition's recent accomplishments. This year we had a grant from the Michigan Eagle for doing E. coli testing on the Black River, and so we'll have some of the findings on that. We've been testing E. coli in both rivers over the past six years and are accumulating data on that. Eubank says the meeting will have two guest speakers. There'll be a representative of the Pokagon Band of Potawatomi who will talk about efforts to preserve the Duwajek River and Michigan Lakes and Stream Association Director Melissa DeSimone, who will talk about the environmental effects of boating. Everyone's welcome to attend the event and get involved with protecting local waterways. The meeting will be next Wednesday at 7 p.m. at the Van Buren Conference Center in Lawrence. The Niles Scream Park has raised a total of $134,000 for Southwest Michigan nonprofits with its 49th season. The 44-acre attraction on Mayflower Road between Niles and Buchanan just finished up the year and says the funds will go to more than 50 area children's groups, civic groups, and other charities. Proceeds will benefit school and service organizations, including the Boy Scouts, Pet Refuge, Pets Connect, Positively Dance, and the Lakeshore High School Stage Crew. The funds raised will also be used for six college scholarships for local seniors. The Niles Screen Park is itself a nonprofit that donates its proceeds each year to groups supported by the volunteers that help to run the attraction. For 2022, more than 18,000 hours were volunteered by 450 people before and during its 23 nights of operation. The year also marked a visit from Hayride Visitor number 500,000. Since 1996, the Niles Screen Park has donated more than $2.4 million to local programs. The Stay Dwajak Collective of Short-Term Rentals is hosting its first-ever drag brunch this Saturday afternoon. Due to unprecedented demand for tickets, the event was moved from Oak and Ash Barbecue to the Wounded Minnow Saloon in downtown Dwajak. Zena Burns is co-owner of the 1870 House and member of the Stay Dwajak Collective and tells us more. We are bringing in four of the most popular, most talented drag queens from Chicago. Um, all of whom are involved in very popular drag brunches there, and it is going to be an incredibly uh, fun and memorable afternoon for all who are able to join us. 
Burns says the event will raise funds for Benton Harbor's Out Center. Tickets are currently sold out, but people can join the wait list on the show's website. You can find a link at our website. And Lake Michigan College is seeking some artwork related to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. As it prepares for its annual MLK Celebration Week scheduled for January 14th through January 20th, LMC says it's in need of art submissions along with choirs and choral groups to take part. Artistic reflections should center around this year's theme of keep moving forward and artists of all ages and experience levels are encouraged to submit photos, video, audio, or written expressions by December 16th. Submissions can be in the form of visual artwork, dance, music, poetry, photography, short stories, spoken word, poetry, theatrical presentations, or other creative works. LMC says select pieces will be highlighted as part of the MLK Celebration Week. Submitted works will also become part of the Perpetual Virtual Artistic Reflections Gallery on the LMC website. Any local artist who'd like to contribute can do so online. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues. The Senate is poised to pass the Respect for Marriage Act, which would protect same-sex and interracial marriages on a federal level. Morph maybe sees M. win. U.S. Senators are teeing up legislation that would enshrine marriage equality into federal law, protecting same-sex and interracial marriages. The Respect for Marriage Act is expected to pass as early as Tuesday evening. Democrats sought this move after Roe v. Wade was overturned, sparking concerns that other rights were in jeopardy. If passed, the bill would then return to the House for a final vote before it can go to President Biden's desk to be signed into law. It would mark a significant bipartisan triumph during a lame duck session. M1, ABC News, Washington. Anti-COVID restriction protests continue in China. As the world watches, more from ABC's Tom Rivers. Crowds angered by the severe restrictions have been calling for Xi Jinping to resign in the biggest show of public dissent in decades. The spokesman for the UN Secretary General says... Our reaction is the same one we have for the world over, is that we believe in the importance of people's right to, uh, to peaceful assembly and association, their right to demonstrate peacefully and urge the authorities to guarantee that right. Authorities have now eased some controls in at least eight mainland cities in Hong Kong but they show no sign of backing off their larger zero-COVID strategy. Tom Rivers, ABC News, at the Foreign Desk. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg says war-torn Ukraine will one day become a member of the world's largest security alliance. It's a commitment that NATO leaders made to Ukraine 14 years ago, but some say it led in part to Russia's invasion. Stoltenberg's remarks came as U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken and his NATO counterparts gathered today in Romania to drum up urgently needed support for Ukraine. That includes deliveries of electrical components for its devastated electricity network. Ukraine's grid has been battered since early October by targeted Russian strikes. Some countries also promised military aid, including artillery and armored vehicles. President Biden has met with the Democratic and Republican leaders of Congress at the White House. ABC's Elizabeth Schulze reports on how averting a rail strike was at the top of the agenda. At the White House, President Biden and Vice President Harris convened with congressional leaders Nancy Pelosi, Kevin McCarthy, Chuck Schumer, and Mitch McConnell to discuss legislative priorities through the end of the year. Asked by reporters if Congress will pass a deal to avert a looming rail strike. Congress, I think, has to act to prevent it. It's not an easy call, but I think we have to do it. The economy is at risk. Biden also said he's hopeful Congress can work together to approve a funding measure to prevent a government shutdown in mid-December and to pass more aid for Ukraine. Elizabeth Schulze, ABC News, Washington. 
And the amazing sight of Hawaii's Mauna Loa volcano erupting is now pulling in tourists. And Hawaiian officials say that's just fine. Morph maybe sees Alex Stone. The lava is far from any homes, and as the lava flows, it will soon hit flat land. There is little to no threat to communities right now. Shelters that were opened are closing, and Jessica Farrakane with the National Park Service says visitors to Volcanoes National Park are welcome to come see the beauty of Mauna Loa 24-7. The park is open, um, and the viewing has been spectacular. Crowds are already so big, she's now instructing people to arrive after 9 at night. Alex Stone, EBC News. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.